you want to make sure that you have some sort of a rapport with him. You don't like need to feel like you can be best friends with him or anything, but this is going to be like an extremely emotional time in your life. You're going to be sharing very delicate details with this person. You're going to be telling them a lot of things, a lot of secrets that many people don't know about you and your ex and your relationship. Hey, hey, welcome to the WTF Divorce Podcast. My name is Rob Roseman. On this show, we talk about everything divorce, whether you're thinking about divorce, going through it, or figuring out life after. Divorce, co-parenting, dating, we cover it all and break it into short clips so it's easy for you to find and learn from. If you want more help, head on over to WTFDivorce.com. Thanks for listening. On to today's show. Real quick, let's talk about today's sponsor. The WTF Divorce Podcast is sponsored by Our Family Wizard. If you're a co-parent, you know how frustrating it can be constantly going back and forth with your ex about the kids, schedule, and expenses. Our Family Wizard helps keep everything organized in one app, making co-parenting communication less stressful. More about how Our Family Wizard can help in a few minutes, but now on to today's show. My friend referred me a divorce attorney, but I'm not sure they're a good fit or understand, have experience with my high conflict situation. How can I tell if they're the right attorney? Yeah, I mean, first off, before you meet with any attorney, you should do your research uh, online on their credentials, on on different things that you can find online. Maybe if they have any you know cases um, available, usually that's not as prevalent family court, like sometimes you'll see that in criminal court, you know, if they have any high profile cases or anything like that, but you want to do your research online. There are a couple like rating sites like that avo.com. I know that's an attorney rating site in the United States. I would suggest that you want to make sure that they would have at least 10 years experience uh, in the family court arena, because here's the thing about family court. It's not rocket science. It's actually, when it comes to the intelligence level that you need for it, it's really pretty much any attorney can do it because it's, it's not really complicated, but the problem is what that means is many attorneys do it and they're not very good at it. So you want to make sure that like, you'll find some law firms who will do a bunch of things and then kind of also do family law because it like helps pays the, pay the bills, right? Cause it's always consistent work. Everybody's always going to get divorced. So you're always going to be having a chance to get a case come in. So you want to make sure they have, I would say, at least 10 years of experience, preferably if you want an a law firm or at least an attorney who somewhat focuses on family law. You know, I'm not saying that's all they have, you know, that they have to just do family law, but I would say to make sure that they have a, a focus in that area. Number two, with from experience, I would make sure, and, and sometimes people think that this is like a touchy subject, but I would make sure that they're familiar with the county that you're in or the location that you're in. You know, sometimes people are like, you know, you know, well, I want, I want someone out of county who's going to, you know, going to be able to really come in and ruffle feathers and, and do whatever. And yeah, sure. That's fine. I've, I've gone, you know, I've seen uh, a lot of out of county attorneys do, do, do well, but when you have somebody that's familiar with the area. There's always little intricate laws and procedural rules and things like that, that local attorneys will usually know, right? So that's another thing. And then finally, what you want to do is when you sit down and, and meet with them, you want to make sure that you have some sort of a rapport with them. You don't like need to feel like you can be best friends with them or anything, 
but this is going to be like an extremely emotional time in your life. You're going to be sharing very delicate details with this person. Um, you know, you're going to be telling them a lot of things, a lot of secrets that many people don't know about you and your ex and your relationship. So you want to make sure that, that there is a feeling of like a rapport with them, that you feel comfortable with them. And then I guess that wasn't finally, because there is one more thing. Be sure they're billing practices. You know, some, some attorneys like, I've known attorneys who practice in my home county who we used to joke about that would like bill you when they're thinking about your case in the shower, you know? So hmm. you got to watch like uh, the, the law firm that I started with and nothing against them. They were very good at what they do, but they build for like absolutely everything. Like hmm. you could like sneeze and it would sound like the person's name and, and you'd get billed for it, you know? And I was never good at that. Like I was never, it's probably why I don't really practice anymore. It's probably why I, I do this uh, instead. I was never really good at like the billing side of things. So again, it's not to say that attorneys shouldn't get paid for what they're doing. Like if your attorneys do putting the work in and doing the work, you should be paying them. Uh, but make sure that you understand exactly what you're going to get billed for and how much. And I, that's probably, that's probably, you know, all the guidance that you need when trying to find a divorce or custody lawyer. I think because people have never experienced this, they're so relieved to have somebody supporting them and listening to them about this, that they almost yeah. like dating in some ways where you're like, all of a sudden I'm in, I don't really even know this person. Is there a couple of questions that you could ask your attorney or answers that they might say that would be like, whoa, that's kind of a red flag. You should maybe pause and go talk to another attorney. First off, you want to, you want to ask the questions about the billing practices, the, the experience you know, if you're in a high conflict case, ask them if they've been in high conflict cases before. Um, you want to ask them, like, one thing that I would always explain to people uh, when I was practicing was that I could either, like, be as aggressive as you want me to be, or I can try to, like, work things out on certain issues if you want me to. That was always my preference, you know, and, and I'm, not t I'm not saying that that's what people have to do, but they got to know what their preference is. Are you, hi are you hiring someone that you just want to go in there ball busting, like, crazy, like flame throwing, or are you hiring someone that may do that to defend you if they need to, or they may like negotiate when they need to, too, to get you a good settlement. So you want to make sure that, you know, they're willing to do whatever it is that you want them to do. And then another thing that you want to be careful of, I don't know if it's something, you know, I guess it would be something that could be a red flag is, um, if they're like very salesy. You know what I mean? A lot of the times, I think I even, I made a video, uh, I think it was on TikTok. It might've been last year or something about how, like, when you first sit down with your attorney for the first time, it's like, you hear all the right things. You hear like, you know, you'll get this, you'll get that. I'll get you this. I'll get you that playing tough. And then it's like, when that first retainer is gone and the next bill comes, you know, for the new retainer, it's like, where the hell did the person go that, <laughs> that I sat down with? Mm -hmm. uh, right. So, and being an attorney, unfortunately, I mean, it's a business, you know, people got to get paid for it. People got to feed their, their families too. Uh, but some people are a little more, I guess it would be uh, like dishonest salesman, you know, or woman. Uh, so just be careful for that. You know, it's not, you know, regardless of what your, the attorney says at the initial consultation, it's going to be brutal. And it's going to be expensive, like period. You're going to, you know, you might go in there thinking, hey, I pay this man or woman $5,000 or whatever the retainer is. I'm set. Probably not. <laughs> like pro probably. So you got to just be ready. Be ready for that, you know, the course of action that's about to, to happen, uh, regardless of what they tell you. And what I'm finding is probably recently, since you've even started uh, doing consulting, this idea of 
that your lawyer shouldn't be the person that you hire to do everything, that you should be hiring or working with a either a divorce coach, a consultant like you, how that could actually save you a lot of money by investing in other professionals where that is their specialty. What are your thoughts on the evolution of this divorce team? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think um I, I think, you know, there are a lot of good ones out there that can certainly help. You know, in certain cases that I've been involved in, I've been a massive help. And then in certain cases where I've been involved in, I've told the people like, look, I'm probably, probably not going to offer you, you know, much, much uh, assistance on this one. But the biggest thing is, is to like, one of the things that people really like about that is like, it feels like you're not putting all your eggs in one basket. It's almost like when you go to, to like, say you have an injury and you go to a doctor and you get an opinion and then you want to go and get a second opinion, right? Well, you can't really do that with lawyers because it's, there's kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't really just shop around and pop in and be like, Hey, I have this lawyer, but what do you think? The attorney's probably going to be like, like, no, like what, like either you're going to hire me or you're not going to hire me. Right. Or I'm not going to, some people are very upfront. Like they wouldn't, they won't do that to, to other local attorneys. So that's a, it's a good way for people to kind of get a second opinion. And then from my standpoint, obviously, like I've been in practice, um, you know, I've seen things from the other side, uh, with the bench, um, it, and I've been through it myself. So if you do go that route, just make sure that you know what you're getting, you know, make sure that you know what you're signing up for. I know, I know some of the people in the space and anybody that I've run into and at least have met personally, everybody seems like they're good people, incredible and legitimately want to help, but it is the internet. It is social media. You never know what you're actually getting. So just be sure, um, and I'm not saying everybody has to be like a former attorney or a former judge. I'm not saying that at all. Just know what their expertise is, you know, mm-hmm. whether they're some sort of certified coach or, you know, they have a background in psychology or they've been through a high conflict divorce or they're involved as an abuse advocate or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just know what you're getting when you're going in. Mm-hmm. And um, if you do that and, and you have the right case that's right for it, then yeah, I think it can be a huge, huge benefit. Yeah. Especially high conflict, high conflict cases can be, you know, very, very brutal. Um, and unfortunately, if all the attorneys were, did like a perfect job with their clients, then the need for that, it wouldn't completely eliminate it because it's always good to get a second opinion, but it would be decreased for mm-hmm. sure. This is a clip from my conversation with Anthony Bompiani. Anthony is a retired judge and family law attorney turned consultant. If you're struggling through divorce and custody battles, you can connect with Anthony at www.judgeanthony.com. The WTF Divorce Podcast is sponsored by Our Family Wizard. If you're a co-parent, you know how frustrating it can be constantly going back and forth with your ex about the kids, schedules, and expenses. Our Family Wizard helps keep everything organized in one app, making co-parenting communication less stressful. Here's Rachel to explain how Our Family Wizard changed her co-parenting life. Right after I filed for divorce, the texts and all the communicating with my ex became super stressful. Every text, every call, every time I scheduled an appointment, it was just emotionally draining. My attorney suggested using the Our Family Wizard app, and it completely saved my sanity. The constant texting stopped because all the communication moved into the app, so I could check it when I was ready to respond. And for me, I really actually needed OFW. 
Um, I gave my lawyer some clear documentation of, um, let's say, ridiculous disputes. And I didn't have to email him hundreds of screenshots anymore. He could see it in the app. I tell all my friends also struggling with co-parenting about OFW, and everyone who tries it says it's a game changer for them too. Join more than one million parents and family law professionals who trust Our Family Wizard. Go to www.ourfamilywizard.com to get started today. That's www.ourfamilywizard.com. Thank you so much for listening, and if you found this content valuable, here are three ways we can help give you more. One, go to wtfdivorce.com and enter your email to get the newest content. Two, share it with a divorced friend who you think it could help. Three, leave us a five-star review so we can bring you more conversations like this.